Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of Lights, Camera, Ulysses, the premier podcast on all things Joyce and cinema. This is your host, Robert Kraut, and I'm recording today from my bed. Just a quick shout out to the sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Dublin Bread Company. At the Dublin Bread Company, we sell bread by the foot. In this episode, I want to return to cinematic technique, and I think that there are two really important lessons that can be gleaned from Penelope. As with every chapter in Ulysses, Penelope takes on its own highly unique form, this time consisting of Molly Bloom's interior monologue. However, unlike Stephen's interior monologue back in Proteus, this chapter spills out Molly's thoughts over the course of only eight sentences, albeit long ones. And each of these sentences goes on for pages, flowing through her memories and desires as she thinks about Bloom, Boylan, and her own sexuality. While some might find this lack of punctuation to be frustrating, I think it dramatically highlights the idea of flow, or letting things play out. In film, there is always a temptation to edit things to death, altering footage to evoke certain emotions in the audience, but sometimes it's nice to step back and allow the scenes to speak for themselves. There's a Japanese filmmaker named Kenji Mizuguchi who's a master at this, and in all of his films it's common for five minutes to go by without a single cut. This lack of directorial interference puts the audience member in the scene and grounds him in a sense of realism. It also dilates time because an uncut scene of dialogue will calibrate itself with the experience of having a conversation, and it will feel like you're in a room with these characters, lost in their musings, and five minutes will feel more like two or three. This is because people don't experience life through edits or punctuation. That's why reading Penelope puts you more in Molly's headspace than Proteus did with Stephen, at least in my opinion. I found myself thinking what she thought, feeling what she felt, as the prose flowed through my mind, unbroken and hypnotizing. I'm not sure how long it took me to read this chapter, but it seemed like only 20 minutes. And the same can be said of films, so if you're looking to tap into realism, consider this technique. The other really important lesson that Penelope teaches us has to do with endings. I know this is to some extent a matter of preference, but I always love stories that have an ambiguous finale, as I feel that I get more bang for my buck, so to speak. Because clear-cut endings ensure that as soon as you leave the theater or put down your book, the experience ends, but ambiguous stories stick in the audience's mind and return to them over the years as they try to answer the question of what happens next or what did that mean. I really haven't seen a more potent example of this than Penelope, as Joyce purposefully constructs it in a way where we're left with more questions than answers. This has to do with the fact that the chapter's eight sections can be read in any order, which destroys any hope of resolution, as we're not sure which of Molly's epiphanies prevail. It also has to do with Joyce's insistence on contradiction. For instance, Molly will go from criticizing Boylan to pondering their next meeting, and she'll go from being disgusted with Bloom to fondly recalling some of their time together. This means that we don't really know what will happen after that final yes, but it's an ending that still haunts me and probably will for years to come as I return to Ulysses trying to figure out what Bloom or Steven are up to these days. It's kind of a fun thought. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think this level of powerful ambiguity can be achieved in films as they last for a much shorter duration than novels and therefore have less staying power, but I think it should be strived for. Thank you for tuning in this week and we'll be back before... Oh wait, we won't be back. This is the last episode. So I want to thank you for hanging in there with this novel and with me. I know it could be difficult at times, but I really do believe that there are crucial artistic and, uh, I hate this phrase, but life lessons that can be taken away from Ulysses. So I'm signing off for now, and I think I'm going to go make a movie. Something that will inevitably be indebted to Joyce and Ulysses in some ways. Yes, yes, 
Yes. 